Vala Mogulis to every one of our fellow Westerians, Westerosians. How do you say it, Jake? I'm not, uh, Westerians? Westerians, right? Westerians. Westeronians. Westeronians, yes, that's a better way to say it. Westeronians. Okay, yeah, I like that. Vala Mogulis. We'll go with that. Yeah, good. Let's go with that. Vala Mogulis to every one of our Westeronians out there. How are you all doing? This is our um, episode four and episode five review. We need to, I need to apologize. We've had some crazy travel schedules. And because of all the travels and the logistics, we couldn't record an episode last week. So what myself and Jake have decided to do is to just pile episode four and five together into this one episode. Which is a real shame we couldn't record last week because I remember... Like right after we both watched it, we were yeah. just texting each other like yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was. I really wanted to talk about that episode in particular. Yeah. Like, it's the episode episode four, um, the last of the Starks. It stayed with me for the whole day and a half. I think you know sometimes you watch an episode of a show or a film, it stays with you for maybe one hour. Some stay with you for half a day, some with a day. But this one stayed with me for a long time. I was still suffering from the PTSD of the episode. It was a good one, wasn't it? I loved it. I really, really like this episode. I'm still trying to figure out now that um, now that I've seen up up to episode five where I place all the episodes, but it's definitely up there. So in, episode, in, in the top two, I'd say. So episode four is your top. Is like maybe your one or your two. Yeah, it's one. It's my first or second favorite. I need to see obviously where see episode six lands, but yeah, yeah. currently I, I loved it. Loved it. My is mine is episode two, has been my favorite. Then episode five, this last episode that just passed, which we're going to talk about because it's received a lot of reviews, a lot of people. A lot of controversy and criticism. Exactly. These last two episodes have actually, both of them. Yeah. Well, I think it started from episode three where everybody was complaining about the darkness and the way it ended. Then it spilled over to episode four and episode five. Some of it is justified and some of it is just like, I think we've, we are in Star Wars, The Last Jedi, all over again, where the house is divided. I think it's a different discussion this time around, and it's different from Star Wars because, in my, in, this is my take on it, you know, you know, is the problem I had with Star Wars because I'm, and as anyone listen, who has been listening to this show since we started, everyone knows I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. Whereas Jake is a fan of of the Last Jedi, but the problem I have with the Last Jedi is, it was the inconsistency and in the characters. The characters were doing things that were inconsistent with the lore, inconsistent with who they were. That was what, I, and they were just introducing new things so late into the whole saga. So it was it threw me off, and some of it was a bit distasteful, you know, like what they did with the character of Luke. But the difference here, in my opinion, with episode five and episode four and even episode three is no one has done anything new. Everything they've done, especially in episode five, has been foreshadowed since episode one. And that's something I really admire and respect about Game of Thrones. They don't just do things. Not just episode one, previous seasons. Yeah. This has been going, I think this has been foreshadowed for years. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, and... You know, you, you sent me that meme um, yesterday and like Daenerys, everybody's complaining, how could Daenerys burn down a city? She's been burning people or threatening to burn people. Every single season. Exactly. So it's not new. Obviously, um, nobody was expecting it. And that's why you love Game of Thrones because it just throws things out of the shade from nowhere. It just does it. But nobody was expecting it. 
But at the same time, it's consistent with the character of Daenerys. Everybody knows Targaryens are hot-headed. They know they, when they are angry, they do all kinds of stuff. Everybody knows that about Targaryens. She does not have a problem with burning people. She's been doing it from season one. Even people that were her friends. You remember when she was a Marine? There was this guy, this little guy that was part of the rebellion. You know, and she had no problem torching him. And she, she has, she has been, she's been very ruthless all through season one. So That's what I mean. So when we get to episode four, the last of the Starks, yeah. Before we get to episode five, you already see that happening. Mm. You can see she's crumbling yeah because uh, by the end of episode four obviously this is a spoiler episode the death of Missandei Missandei you could see in Daenerys's face she's she's gone yeah she, she's she's lost it yeah and you could also obviously it makes sense for Grey Worm to go completely crazy yeah. as well yeah and, yeah so I don't understand why people were like this is so out this is like out of the blue exactly people I think the problem here is this is people want a happy ending as if they've not been following the show since episode since season one. Game of Thrones, it's not going to have a happy ending. It's not going to be a good versus evil, and that's something R.R. Martins has act, you know, has come out and he's criticized Tolkien a lot about it, even though he admires Tolkien and a lot of what he does is based on Tolkien. One area, and I've seen interviews where he has really criticized Tolkien. He's he, he says that Tolkien's concept of war is it's always good versus evil. But R.R. Martins constantly says war is not like that. It's not always good versus evil. It's always gray. It depends on how you see the world. So that whole concept, I knew these are people who probably grew up watching Disney, where it was always the princess, the prince gets the princess at the end of the day. It's always a happy ending. Now coming to the world of Game of Thrones, and R.R. Martins is like, no, it's not, no matter where you stand, apart from the Night King, which like he's a, pure evil. Yeah, he's pure evil. But apart yeah. from the Night King, when it comes to um, the human battles and the human conflicts, it depends on where you stand. Everybody it's all, has from a, a certain point of view. Exactly. And um, you, when when the whole thing started, it was the Battle of the Five Kings. Each of those five people genuinely had a claim to the throne. Yeah. There was no opportunist, or there was nobody who was like, "It's not." They're just coming in out of opportunity. They, it all had a claim to the throne. So it depends on how you look at it. And that's how Game of Thrones has been. So people were expecting this black and white, good versus evil, the war is going to stop, and John, Danny and um, John are going to get married, and that's just going to, and they're going to live happily ever after. It was never meant to be that way. Game of Thrones is not that kind of show. No, no, no. it isn't. Uh, let's actually touch on that with um, like happy endings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, with in episode four, how did you think the whole the thing played out with Jon Snow telling Daenerys that obviously you're my auntie? Yep. And then obviously she's saying you can't tell anyone and, and all this stuff. And then obviously he tells the, the, his sisters and then Sansa tells. What do you make of all that? That's going to be brewing up to something big, yeah, I think. It's pure betrayal. Yeah. It's pure betrayal. Now, here's, here's a question for you. Mm. Now, obviously, I think if I was Jon Snow, I would have told my sisters. Mm-hmm. But if you were Sansa, would you have told Tyrion? Well, to start with the first one, if I was Jon Snow, I wouldn't have told him. You wouldn't have told him. No, I wouldn't. I think he's too noble, though, isn't he? But, he, that's the ca- but that, it's consistent with his character. Yeah, it is. But when your queen gives you an instruction, and considering how they, you know, we'll come back to, okay, 
considering how they met, you know, by when they met, they were he didn't know they were relatives. So this woman literally sacrificed one of her dragons to save your life. Mm-hmm. You know, for she for went everything she was entitled to just to follow you. And at the time of need, she's asking you for one thing and you can't give that to her. That's so unfair. Now, Sansa, would I have told Tyrion? It depends. Are you asking me as Sansa or me as an independent person? You as Sansa? Yeah, I would have told Tyrion because she knew what Tyrion would do. Would do. He would spill the the beans. Mm -hmm. I I saw this really funny... This is completely... It's sort of on topic. I saw this really funny meme. Yeah. Uh, after after that episode where it says, Jon Snow tells Sansa not to tell anyone. What does Sansa do? Start a WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one I saw. There was one I saw. I think I even posted it. It said, on a scale of Ned Stark to Sansa Stark, how good are you at keeping secrets? Oh, yes. <laughs> because yeah. Ned Stark didn't say anything. He yeah. didn't say anything. Literally, she had just swore Literally, the scene before she had just, swore just to sworn him. to him not, to, and she did that right in front of the werewolf tree, and that's a serious thing with the northerners. They, it's like lying in church. You yeah, know? it's yeah. a very lying serious in court. Or yeah, something like that. yeah. In front of the gods, you literally break a promise, and it's also an ultimate betrayal to her brother, to Jon Snow. Yes, it is. So. But I like where that's where all that leads to, which is the scene where Tyrion is talking to what's his name, the eunuch, Varys. Varys, I love that scene. Which of them? Uh, the one where where Tyrion's drinking and he says you're drinking a lot these days. And yeah. Where you really see Tyrion struggling, that he has this ultimate positive hope that Daenerys could be this queen. Yeah. And Varys is like, she's not the right queen. And, she, and he's saying it, it has to be Jon Snow. The people will, you know, John, he's the right ruler for yeah. this. And, and even if he doesn't want it, it's not about what he wants sometimes. And, but you really see the struggle in Tyrion. Like he sees his logic, mm-hmm. but he's also like, it has to be Daenerys. But, but to me, here's my standing. I think Daenerys deserves that throne. I think the throne, she deserves that throne because all she, do you know, if you think about it since season one, the stuff she has been through. She was sold into marriage. She was, she had her dragons kidnapped. She was burned alive. She, she's been through so much stuff. No, I do agree. She's been through a lot and her family, the, her history, yeah. they've been through a lot. But I do see Varys's point where, yeah, she might have the claim to the throne, but who's the better ruler? Who, who would, who, what's best for the people? And how is Jon Snow? What has Jon Snow ruled? What has he Well, he hasn't done? ruled, but he sort of proves his merits by the last few seasons and what he's been able to do by, you know, uniting, you know, the northerners with yeah. the with the people from the, the south of the wall when really they're northerners as well. Yeah. Uh, the way he rallied everybody up. Like he, he proves that he's a very good leader, I think. Do you not, do you not see that as just a, a, if, a, a, an, um, an activity in self-preservation? Like, well, there's an element of survival in, in exactly. his, but he's also doing it for the people. Well, he's doing it for the people. He's part of the people. He could, so he could have easily gone could, away. Any, could he? If, if, if he was selfish, he could have easily just left any time and not cared about the people. But he did it mainly for the people. Like, that's for me. That's what I got could out of Could he? Anyway. Because if anybody actually made a, a selfless sacrifice, it was Daenerys. Because she hadn't seen the White Walkers before. 
she didn't know what they were. She had her sights on the throne and that's what she wanted. But she selflessly forwent all of that. She now that we Because of Jon Snow. Though. Because of Jon Snow. Because of the impact he has on her. Yeah. But because of the same, character he is. Yeah, but at the same time, we know Daenerys, she's she's somebody who can let go of a lover because she did it in Marine before she left. Yes, yeah. She could have she can do that. She's a very strong willed person. When it comes to the throne, she is single minded. So she could have left Jon Snow and just gone for it. But she sacrificed. But she tr- loves him. She loves him. But and, and he, even though every like he obviously knows the truth about everything now, but you can tell he still loves her. He does. In he in, does. in the you know the sexual relationship yeah. way. He does because I think. She, but if anyone has sacrificed anything for this throne, yes, John has done what he did. But you could argue that he did that out of self-preservation. You know, it is Daenerys to me, in my opinion, she's the one who's really sacrificed everything for the people. And what does she get out of it? Nothing. The moment the news comes out, there is Varys sending out um, notes. Um, there is John betraying her. There is Tyrion betraying her. The moment the truth comes, the only people that would have stayed by her are Missandei, Grey Worm, Jorah, and the other um, captain who died in Marine died along the one with the one. yeah yeah yeah. Those are the people that would have actually stayed with her through and thick and thin through thick and thin and her dragons of course and she's just lost everything she's so isolated everybody's betraying her she doesn't know who to trust anymore she's been through all of this she's liberated people god she's been through so much and suddenly everybody seems to forget all of that and expect her to weapons down and allow john to get on the throne i i you know, I wasn't expecting it, but I see her anger. And oh I, no, I totally see I her anger. I understand it. I mean, she's like we said, she's gone full dragon, f- queen. full dragon queen. Yeah. She is the mad queen now. I would yeah. say, which would be interesting to what happens in the next episode. I think I have a, cl- I have a theory. We'll, we'll get into yeah. the theories right at the end of the episode. Um, one thing I really did like about the episode of Last of the Starks is yeah. uh, Gendry getting promoted. Yes, finally. You know, uh, he, you know, finally, he's <laughs> and Arya just turned him down. No, I was. I really like that scene though because Gendry's obviously fascinated by Arya, and yes. obviously they had a very good, they had a nice moment. But what I really liked is that Arya didn't just be like, "Nah, see you later." She she kissed him first, mm. and it was almost like you're going to make somebody very happy in in life, mm-hmm. but it can't be me. Yeah. So it was like she didn't just shrug him off. It yeah. was a sincere. There could be something, but the, but it's not going to happen. But you say that, however, but I think... Um, I just like the way the scene was, was executed. Oh, it yeah. was done well. Yeah, I mean, what, that's one thing. Apart from the darkness in episode three, one thing this season, in, in my opinion, has surpassed every other season is the cinematography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful to yeah, look at. Yeah, the way they tell stories from camera angles and different shots, you know, they really... You know, when you're in film school, they tell you that show don't tell. You know, if you if there's a way your camera can... It's like they say, a picture says a thousand words. Exactly. And yeah. they've really done it well in this um, season. Like, they frame the it to tell a story. Episode five, especially, I thought the cinematography of the battle was Oh, it was, was awesome. really yeah. good. It was really good. And, you know, which the point I was about the cinematography was, at some point in episode six, you know, ever since Ara became no one, She's had this cold-heartedness about her. But if you see that scene with Clegane, where she Clegane convinced her not to go fight, that was the first time we were seeing her 
back as a child. There's a, yeah, a bit of innocence. Yeah, the camera angles, the way the camera just filmed her, the angle and everything, we no longer saw that cold-hearted look. We now saw sort of a child. And that's replayed when she was being the first responder. I call her the first responder running through the city. It looked like a little girl, scared. You could see the fear in her face. There was no longer that look of defiance of her, you know, no tricks and everything. You could see her crying, you the fear, you saw her running away. So I think they broke the character down. Anyway. Exactly. So I think she has um she has sort of let go of that persona of a killer so there is some future to that relationship i am kind of disappointed with that element of it that there is a bit of of episode five there's obviously and not everything's perfect i do have some criticisms and one of the criticisms i have of episode five was i didn't feel as i wasn't really given anything to do Mm. i feel as if you could have taken her out of the episode and it would have been exactly the same well it's like Like, obviously, I shouldn't get my expectations hope and thinking, oh, I want her to kill Cersei. That would have been cool. That would have been nice to see. But at the end of the day, even if she didn't, I just felt you didn't really have any impact. And Jon Snow as well, to a certain degree, he yeah. didn't have much of an impact in the last episode as much as maybe he could have. I think what it is, it, what, it, what it is, is some characters have plot armor. You know they are not going to just die. So when you see those characters and we know they have plot armor, like if, even for Game of Thrones, we know that they are not going to just die. So when we see those characters in situations that would have scared us if it was somebody else, because we know that this person isn't going to die, it sort of takes away the element of anxiety in those scenes. So yeah, even though I saw Arya running and I saw people being fried left, right, and center all around her, I knew she wasn't going to die. Yeah, you, you knew she yeah. wasn't. So it took away a bit of the, you know, anxious anxiety that you'd feel. A bit of the stakes. Yeah, exactly. The stakes felt a bit. Yeah. However, um, Game of Thrones, their battles, they don't normally film. It's slightly different from Lord of the Rings. They don't normally film their battles just to show a battle. They normally want you to get into the battle to see what it was like if you were on ground. So, and Arya, her body size, this was a scene that needed a lot of movement and a lot of going into small corners. I think the only character of the show, apart from Arya, would have been Missandei, who has like a small frame. I think they were the only ones that they could have put in there, even though we knew they were not going to die. So it didn't really, it was more, but I see why it was just... It it's a nitpick. It's, a, yeah. it's just a small nitpick. Like, yeah, no, like, it, overall, like it, it's not something that's going to hinder my experience of the episode it, yeah. overall. Like the battle itself, I agree with you. It's one of the. I think it's one of the best battles we've seen in Game of Thrones. It was, especially because, as you guys know, I was slightly disappointed with the la- with the long night, the last night. Yeah, the, la- the, the last night or the long the long night. night, long night. Yeah, yeah episode three. I was kind of disappointed with that battle. So this one. You know, yeah. it, it upped the ante for me. I, I thought it was executed really well. Mm. Like, the especially when Daenerys was going oh. with the dragon, like, you really felt with the people running, you felt like you were almost there yeah. and you were experiencing this. Mm. Uh, and the actual battle itself, you know, when they were proper going for it, like, and there were some 
gruesome bloody scenes in there. Oh like, yeah, he decapitations. Took it to town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They went they went all out with that sort of stuff. Can I we, loved it. Can we briefly talk about the Golden Company? <laughs> what? What, <laughs> what a waste! That is the biggest waste ever. That uh, that's something I didn't. I thought really they're just gonna go out like that. They you you hype them up. Yeah, to, but, to to be a formidable force and and they go out like that. It wasn't expected, it, it, but it is what it is. It is what it is. One thing I really liked was how Daenerys, you know, the scene before when they were still on the dragons on Dragonstone, and Daenerys turned to um, Grey Worm. I was like, "Wait for me at the gates. You will know when it's time." And when the battle came, she just blew open the gates. Man, I really her strategy. You know, like when the trailer came out, the trailer for episode five came out. And there was a lot of speculation that Daenerys, maybe she has a second dragon or something. Yeah, I saw all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just knew that wasn't going to happen. Here's another thing that slightly bothered me as well. Uh, so go back to episode four. Yeah. Uh, the, the twist at the end, which I loved, where they killed the dragon. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. that came out of nowhere. But they saw, for me anyway, I th- maybe you can clarify this. When, is it Euron? Yeah, Euron was yeah. firing the, the, the giant arrows yep. at the dragon in the episode four mm-hmm. they were sort of dodging and he's oh gotta get out of here and there's too many of them firing at me yep. that didn't seem a problem in episode five yeah because it, 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 do you know what I mean they just easily took out all the boats and it didn't it just felt a bit like oh it was, seems that they had trouble in that time but not this time yeah because I think the first one was was a surprise attack yeah I get that I get and that, but it's still, she, they, she still was quite a distance. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. Like, she knew what she was doing. You know, when they, that time they killed Miss Sandy, probably the reason she came there was to do some re- reconnaissance to actually see what was there waiting for her. So she knew what she was going. She came in with the sun, probably. And obviously, um, those things, I think they're called dragons or scorpions. The scorpions yeah, are yeah. only good when they're facing up. So I think she... Stayed low. She yeah. She went very low. So she came in with a strategy. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. it was cool. It was yeah. cool. Like her just wrecking shot. Wrecking. And it, I think she just came in with a strategy. And she's a very skilled dragon rider. Let's not forget. Oh like, yeah. She's very skilled. Like, that, that was the one cool thing about Jon Snow that he, he rode a dragon. Yeah. He, if, yeah. If he rode a dragon, they would have killed the dragon. Daenerys is really skilled with her dragons. Like even in the last night, it was her dragon that bit off the face of um of Viserion. You know, so sh- she's really good at it, and um, I think probably that was one of the reasons why, Dro- um, not Drogon, the other dragon died because they do better when there's a rider, so it's more like four eyes instead of two. But Daenerys is proper good at it. So no, her, the way she decimated the entire army, I was impressive. I was impressed as well. Was it was impressive. it was brutal. Yeah, it was like and like you could tr- in the battle itself. After all this has happened, when you cut to Jon Snow, you really see in Jon Snow's face, oh dear. Yeah, no, I was. I, I've made a mistake. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of her. The way she just, she knew what she wanted. And I think only Tyrion believed that she was going to conquer every, you know, because. I mean, Tyrion's face, uh, that's, I loved the episode five because the entire purpose of Tyrion was ring those bells. Yeah. Please ring the bells. Let's not kill anyone. Because and, he knew. And then when it happened, his face, it, he didn't say a single word, but you but, could tell yeah. everything on his face, again, like Jon Snow. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. Because when he was warning Jamie, he was like, the city is going to fall. Jamie was still like, well, she's got only one dragon. And Tyrion was like, no, the city is going to she, fall. She's lost it. Yeah. Like, even when I was watching it in my mind, I was like, why is t-? I was scared for Daenerys because... 
no, even though Drogon, Drogon the Dragon has burned a lot of people. I like Drogon. <laughs> I like the dragon. So I was really scared for well, he's a dragon, that's what they do. Like yeah, that. you know, he, you know, I'd like the connection he has with um with Khaleesi is just great. You know, one thing that really touched me at the end of the long night when she was crying with um jar and it came the dragon yeah, came in. dragon came in and just even made a sound like oh you know it was oh, uh, speaking of which that yeah. goes back to the shot in episode in episode five where uh drogon just comes out of the shadows yeah oh a beautiful shot and I, you oh. could feel that oh yes yeah. he's, he's, he's gonna do something now oh, i love that i was think that's one of my favorite shots of this of the episode the, the cinematography in this in this episode and it's such a shame the long night was in darkness so yeah. people couldn't appreciate it but the cinematography in this season has been the best. It has. It's you really can, been you good. You could see yeah. they've upped the, the budget. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot more like wide aerial shots yeah. and things like that that you only really get in, in films. Consider they had a whole year to shoot. Yes. You know, so it they, well, they had an extra year, didn't they? Yeah. Exactly, an extra year. So it wasn't like the rushed. It didn't feel rushed like many other seasons feel. It felt they took their time. And when you watch the... Um, interviews you they'll tell you how they spent three weeks doing this or four weeks just doing prepping that. like yeah. yeah prepping so they did have a lot of time he, the cinematography has been really good there's been a lot of um criticism with the story yeah there, there's been because you know, there seems to be there seems to be a lot of people saying like since they've gone off the books mm -hmm. which is the last two seasons season seven yeah. that it hasn't been the same now and some people are getting really angry saying, oh, George R. R. Martin wouldn't have done the ending. Now, I, I don't know how people, how many people know this, but George R. R. Martin is, is heavily involved in yeah. the series. Like, you know, and, and uh, Benioff and Weiss, they're not stupid. They're very intelligent people. They're going to go to the source material and they're going to get his approval. Yeah. And I think recently George R. R. Martin came out and said, the ending to my books is very similar to how they've ended it. Yeah, you see? So, so and it's got his sort of stamp of approval. It, yeah. So how can you say it's not what he would have done? It clearly, it's, it's, it's exactly he's not dead. He it's not like Tolkien who's dead. This is he's there. He has his blessings. You know, in the interview, this is not even like Lucasfilm at George Lucas and Disney, where he's there but he's not there. But this George is, Lucas is not there. Yeah, like, exactly. Let's but, forget it. Like but, you know, but you hear stories of how J.J. Abrahams. You know, yeah, you hear thing, those things where he's there but he's but not there. But that's so different to what yeah, George exactly. Adam Martin is it's, like involved. Exactly, he's there. He's involved. He's he's on set. He's right? on set. He's yeah. in the interviews where they do like they do interviews after each episode. Yeah, he's behind the scenes. Exactly. The, yeah. he, he he's there. You know, so everything comes with his blessings, you know. And for example, one thing I've complained about is the Night King. They've not really explained him. And I, they won't, though. I, they won't, because I feel George has said, no, save this for the book or save this for the prequel series or something. So that's why. So I think he is involved. But, you know, like we've said, people will, people are just looking for an outlet. Yeah, exactly. Just I mean, are, are you a fan of... I am a big fan of the writing on the last two seasons, personally. Mm -hmm. are, are you a fan of the writing on it? I, I mean, I'm off... Yeah, episode three is yeah. my favorite episode of Game of Thrones. Like, episode three of this season... No, sorry, no, no episode two, two, episode two, two, two yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite episode of the entire thing. Yes, I am a big fan of the writing. There are... One criticism I have... And this is nothing to do with the writing. The one thing I think, for, for me now seeing up to these episodes five and the last two seasons, well, this season in particular, I think maybe there's a slight bit of rushing. 
I think maybe they could have made 10 episodes. I think I would have been really nice to have 10 episodes, maybe flesh out some things a bit more, because, yeah, I'm, I'm liking everything I'm seeing, but in a way, there is a part of me that, oh, this feels like it's happening very quickly. Yeah. Do, do you know where I'm coming no, I, from? I, yeah, no, it's true. Everything seems very rushed, very impractical and very rushed, which yeah. is true, but, you know, even if they made it 10, you know, this um, season, another studio, Another set, another production team. This season, they could have what the story they've told in this season. They could have spread it out to three three seasons. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I know some shows probably wouldn't call. Yeah, I don't know. You don't watch Walking Dead. Not anymore. I used to, I used yeah. to. Walking Dead is one of those seasons where, for a very little advancement in story, they can use five episodes to tell so one dull. page. It's so dull and so obvious that they're just stalling you know yeah. so it could have even yeah it could, this seems very fast but at the same time i prefer it being fast than it being too slow yeah like that because that's one of over the past few seasons game of thrones has had is one of the criticisms that sometimes it can be a bit too slow uh i think and i agree with that in some sense but for me this almost seems a bit too fast yeah almost too fast yeah bring it like I don't need three seasons, but maybe a couple more episodes would have been fine. I'm still happy with how it's planning out, but maybe for me, I just wanted maybe a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that, but you know how more time with the characters, I think, just before you know they all die. Which is <laughs> true. No, it's true, and I get I get you. You're thinking there, but you know, just something a thought just crossed my mind is the reason why it's um, we know why it's six episodes, budgets, and you know, and all of that. But take take your mind back a couple of like ten years ago before the internet came up. We never knew about the in, the inner workings of a, a production. We only just took what they gave us. So if there was no internet now, we'll just hear it was six episodes. And we'll be wondering why, why, why? But now it's just good that these days, the point I'm making is that it's just good that these days we also get to hear the behind the scene, what's going on in the company. And it can help us contextualize some of the inconsistencies. So that's really cool. But no, I do, I do agree. It seems very fast, you know. And like that transition, normally that trans because that's um, the last of the stocks between the last of the stocks and um, the end the, of the bells. The bells, that's really, a lot really fast. Yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, in reality, it could have been like a month or yeah. two months. You know, a couple yeah. of weeks, maybe. Couple of, yeah, at like minimum. a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, but but it just seemed so. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, get it. Yeah, I, I see. And, your point. It's like we said. Look nothing's ever perfect we're always going to have criticisms but what we like to do is we just like to look at the good yeah. in in what's been shown in us yeah. one thing that is really good and i want to talk about is uh the hound yeah uh these last two episodes i may he's like the the mvp of this season yeah the hound i don't know what it is but he's like really shining in this season mm -hmm. go back to the last of the stacks i love the scene he had with sansa where, you know, you're no longer a little bird. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she's he says, if you had come with me, none of this would have happened. And she yeah. says, no, I made the right decision because what I've been through, I'm, I would have stayed the little bird. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. And then obviously his uh, journey with Aya too. Yeah. Kings, love that it's a callback to them on the horses. Yeah. You know, it, you know uh, the thing about Clegane... Because um, it, it goes back to the Red Wedding. Yes. Wasn't it when, when that happened, he took Aya in the horse and... Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like I was watching um, a clip on YouTube where they put together um, um, Sandor's Sandor Clegane, his best clips. That guy, he's really carried the show forward. He's whenever he's there's a scene with him, you actually just want to hear him talk. 
He's so he steals the scene. Yeah, he does. He's, he's great. And he's just and he, I don't know his name, but a lot of credit goes to the actor. I I, can't, I don't yeah, know his I real need name. Look, I'll look him up. Yeah, but he, a lot of credit goes to him. You know, there are a lot of people that in this show that their performance has been uh, has been spawned on by the quality of writing and the quality of story that Game of Thrones is. Then there are some actors that even though the story is good. His name's Rory McCann. Ah, he's from Ireland, is he? Uh, Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. Oh, okay. Scottish, yeah. Okay. So, but, you know, like, he's one of those characters that have upped the ante. Even though the story they're telling is good, he has added a bit, an extra layer on top of it. Another person that has done so well with the material she's been given is Lena Headey. Oh, love Lena Headey. She is like... I love her, man. She is... She's, she's awesome. I mean, although she, I, I think she wasn't given again enough to do in she, this. So yeah. like, the only thing you see her doing in the season is drinking wine and smiling. Yeah, yeah but you know, true. But in those little things, that no, no, so, the, yeah, yeah she, her acting is is on oh. point. She, she's especially. We'll get into that in a bit in the beginning. But going back to the hound, I think we got what we all wanted with the yep. hounds. By the end of it, it's yes. him fighting the mountain. Yep, I love that. As soon as the mountain saw him, and you know, um, Cersei's like, come back, and he's like. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, what's the name of the? Um, what's the yeah, he um, killed. Um, man, I'm not good with the names on yeah, Game of Thrones. Is um, Mister? I can't remember his well, name. But yeah, that, brutally that, killed him. Yeah. I thought good. <laughs> Never liked him. Yep. And then that was that was an epic fight. I really yep. liked the fight. And I was I was with the Hound. That some when it got to the point, I was like, Why what don't you die? I was thinking the exact and I was feeling the exact same as him I was like oh please just die it was please. indestructible <laughs> it was a, he was sort of a white you know white walker but almost made, yeah. made out of science not magic you know so you know it was good I mean like um, it shows he didn't like the fact that he was reanimated no. he, he didn't appreciate it he didn't like it you know so the chance he got to once he got that chance to just lay it on him he crushed uh, you know I really liked because Kaibon that's his name that's yeah that's Kaibon Kaibon is just one guy that you really hate like you just you don't like him he's an evil genius he's he could have been likable he's, he's like he's like a worm do you know yeah. what I mean like that like you always get that like in Lord of the Rings you know Grima worm tongue to Saruman that yeah. slimy little Dwee, you know, you, yeah. don't, you just don't like that guy. You no, know, you don't. And he's he's so evil, and because he's so intelligent, he's an evil genius. So you never know. Without him, God knows how many dragons would still have till now. Because he was the one that you know orchestrated it all. Orchestrated the scorpions. He did the 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 wildfire. He's been Cersei's evil brain, a complete master in accomplice in evil. So it was good to see him go that way with his head. Been smashed, smashed, then. smashed, and, and then, as I called that a uh, few f- episodes ago, I think they both went out hit, like the way they needed to go. So yeah. obviously, we didn't want the hound to die, but in a way, he needed he, to die yeah. fighting his brother. Yeah. And, and I thought it was done perfectly. And it, and that's something they've been doing. They've been giving people the deaths. Even Jamie, he died in Cersei's arms. Yeah, and, you know, he was telling Bron two, three seasons ago that he wants to die in the arms of the woman he loves. That so that happened. Um, Captain Friendzone died in the arms of the woman he loved the way he would have loved to go um, what's his name um, you're a good man um, the guy that charged the ironborn that charged to the Night King 
Oh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy, yeah. yeah Theon. Uh, Theon. Theon. Yeah. He died the way he... he yeah, he wanted yeah. to go. Saving Bran, yeah. yeah. It, it was, no, yeah, all the deaths are sort of uh, true. Cons- yeah. Consistent to the character and, and who they are. Yeah. One thing I... I am slightly disappointed about Jamie's death because it almost... I get the consistency of the character, but you also have to let your characters grow, I think. And I feel Jamie has had a really good arc. I, I love that he finally obviously got with Brienne. It felt right. But then he, he disappointed me at the end, that going back to Cersei. I thought, really? You're going to go back to that guy? Yep. That guy that we didn't like, that yep. guy that we hated, mm-hmm. or for this woman who... It is it's slightly disappointing for me because yep. of how his character had been growing, especially with Brienne. To then sort of throw it all away at the end. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, you know, you asked me the question about the writing of this season. That was something I had a problem with. You know that drinking game they were having? Yeah. And yeah. Tyrion went to, I've never had sex before. I, I, I didn't, it didn't rub me the right way. I didn't like it. Like, really? Okay, I know where you wanted it. I think you could have done it a bit, you, you could have wrote it, it clever, a bit yeah, more clever. Exactly. It was so immaturely done, you know, and. So that happens. Then Jamie, spoiled brat, goes to her room and it's sort of like a pity. I'm having this, doing this with you because I feel sorry for you. So he didn't even ask for permission. He just stayed taking the lady's clothes off. And it just kind of, the whole thing just kind of rubbed me off like men doing a loud joke and gets the guy. Then after the guy even does it, he then rides away to his ex. It was... That whole thing robbed me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I, th- I think it could have been done a bit better, Yeah, personally. I, yeah. I agree with you there. Um, that's one place I've had a problem with. But yeah, writing. so that's... For me, that was the only sort of disappointment. I, I am... I thought the death of Jamie and Cersei was a bit anticlimactic. It was always going to be that way. I th- yeah, on, on paper, it makes sense. It, yeah. On, yeah don't, I'm not hating on it. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, but I'm trying to take myself of what I would have wanted out of it. This is what's difficult. And this yeah. is what, what you see on Twitter and all the other social media people. What's why there's a lot of hate. Because what I think there's, there's a lot of people thinking of what they would have wanted. Yeah. And because they didn't get it, they think they it sucks. They think it sucks, yeah. yeah. And I'm trying not to do that. So yeah. I, I, I get what... I just think it maybe could have been done better. Well, to, I think... Yeah, it could have been done better. Because it's not my story to tell. That's yeah. the story they decided to tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have executed it a bit better, I thought. I think, um, okay, I think I watched an interview and they said Cersei, when the, Lena heard it, she actually wanted to have like a showdown with um, with Daenerys. Like uh, oh, maybe yeah. a sword. She wanted that, but the writers were like, no, nah, I, nah, I, nah. I wouldn't have, no, that, th- that would have been lazy. Maybe not. I, th- I think that's too cliche. You no, know, I just wanted them to, f- not f- maybe not physically, but maybe vocally. I wanted them to have a last standoff face to face. Jakaris. Jakaris mm. or something like that. Because the last time they saw each other, Cersei cut the head of uh, Daenerys' best friend or her only true friend. Uh, yeah. So the fact that she just went. Yeah, it was sort of like, oh man, it's anticlimactic because I would have loved her to see, pay, know that she was paying for what she had yeah, done. Yeah, I, you know, I just think that this villain that you've been, that really is, like I've said before, is the true villain of Game of Thrones, not the Night King. Cersei is the true villain. That's how she goes out? Exactly. I thought that, that really? Yeah. That's how you That's how you go? But hey, that's, I mean, that's it, the way it is. One thing is, it was always, I always knew, and if you remember the last episode we recorded, I said, I thought, 
that it was going to be Jamie who would be the one to kill her. Yeah, I, I thought so as all Tyrion. I but, thought one of those two. Yeah, but um, so it was always going to be she. I knew she wasn't going to die on her own. I knew she would, her death would have something to do with her family, her being with Tyrion. Sorry, being with Jamie. I just didn't see it even till. It was a good. It was a good acting moment though. Yeah. From Lena Headey when she finally sees Jamie, mm -hmm. she, she breaks down. The acting is top notch in this season. Yeah. No, the Everybody gave it their all, I think. Yeah, because it's the only characters left are the top A, top cla a, yeah. uh, top so a class. And once they are done, they cut them off. Like Jamie and says they're done, they cut them off, you know, and all that. So one thing that they, people say Ceci got left the easy way, I don't think so. I think the worst thing that can happen to you is to die afraid. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's the worst feeling ever to die afraid because but she almost died with closure because Jamie was there. Because ja but she because she died as a family. But yeah, but see the way she died. I don't want to die. I'm scared. I don't want to die. Don't let me die. I don't want my kids to die. So th these are the thoughts that were going through her brain before she died. I don't think there's anything worse than that. No, probably you not. You know, so yeah, it was no. This was it was a very hard this step because. This is slightly off topic, and this is a way, way, way off topic. But, you know, once I read a book of um, one of the guys who killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah. And he says, the guy says that um, whenever one of the families, he encounters one of the families of the folks that died in 911, and they ask him, um, how did bin Laden die? And he said that he, whenever he wants to give them closure, what he tells them is he was scared before he died you know and to him that's the worst way to die so this is coming from a soldier that's the worst way to die and when he tells the family that it sort of gives the family a bit of closure that his death wasn't just a sudden shot to the head and that's it you didn't he knew he was gonna he die he knew he was gonna die so that feeling of fear before your imminent death it's a very it's a very dark feeling so the fact that that was what Cersei felt kind of, you know it's it's deep she didn't go down it, it wasn't a quick death she no, suffered she, she suffered. suffered mentally and, and she suffered emotionally as well yeah, because seeing her see, city exactly destroyed she couldn't believe it no no she couldn't she didn't think Daenerys would do it yeah oh my boy Lena Hidi, that lady can act you know she, she didn't say anything ever since I first saw her in 300 yeah she, yeah she wasn't you know it's my favorite you know yeah. she, film of all time she was She's really good. Like I want to see it, man. I really hope Benioff and Weiss bring her for the Star Wars movies. I want them. I want this. If there's there's two people, I want them to bring, and that's Kit Harrington and Lena Headey. You know, I actually thought about it this morning, just this morning, and I was thinking, you no, know, what I thought to myself was, should they bring Kit? I, I was like, yeah. I was like, no. I think so. And you and you don't make him a Jedi. You make him a Sith. If it first of all, I think they should give somebody else a chance to shine. I agree with you, but he's hot at the minute. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You know how the industry works. Yeah. Especially, and Disney are going to be like, get him. If they can get him, he is arguably one of the most popular characters of all TV t history. Yeah, yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Which is true, true. He's on the level of Skywalker. Yeah, he's almost on that level now. Yeah. So, yeah. and Disney are going to be like, get him. Yeah, because he could f carry this franchise. Yeah, but the thing is, if, he, if they do, th yeah, that's the problem. Carrying a franchise is a very, very... It's a big responsibility to give to somebody. It's a very big responsibility. So after this guy has just finished carrying the biggest show on the planet. It's different though, because 
there's so many characters in Game of Thrones. They all, in a way, carried the show. As but, the, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah, they are, but Game of Thrones. Jon Snow, uh, Daenerys, yes. Cersei, uh, Jaime, Tyrion, all, no, of them, all of them, in a way, carried the show. I think the first three names you called are the three main characters. Then you have the second layer, which is the um, So, the, in my opinion, the, the way it goes, the first three characters are Jon Snow, Daenerys, and Cersei. I'd agree with you, yeah. Those are the top three characters. Then underneath that, that's where you now have Tyrion, their dad, you know, every, most of these other people. Then on the third level, that's where you now have people that were dying in season seven and those yeah, that were yeah. dying, you know, and all of that. But those three people, Cersei, Khaleesi, and Jon, those were the three main people. So it's li literally a show about them. You know, it's, I know more about Cersei. You, we all know more about Cersei about Khaleesi and John than we know about anybody else. You know, they, they But it's not just the writing though, it's also the performances. Yeah. That's why I kinda kinda wanna see him in I would like to see Kit in Star Wars. But anyway, that's another podcast yeah, of who we want because that we'll be doing that later this week. Yep. Uh so another death I want to talk about, which yep. I'm so happy he died was Euron. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy. What, what, you know, I really don't like. I've never liked this character because no. the re you know why I don't like this character is because this this show has been so really good at grounding down re uh, evil in a way yeah. and, and making it almost relatable and you understand it. This mm. guy wasn't that. This guy was a comic book character. Yeah. This guy was a comic book villain. You know, yeah. he's doing all these weird. And there's, I think that's. It's not necessarily his fault because yep. he was probably told what do that. Yep. I think it was the direction. They should have just bring it in a bit, bring it in. A, he's gone. He, for me, he's he, yeah, he was a cartoon character. I think the reason for that, it's not really the direction. It's more the, the show's priorities. The, you're on in the books. This guy is, is like a Disney princess when it comes to the Euron in the books. The Euron in the books is a, is a badass guy. He is bad. He's done... I can spend about 10 minutes talking about him, but which we don't have the time for, but he's a really badass person. So it was the decision of the show not to give us that backstory. So because we didn't have that backstory... But they backstory, made him stupid. They made him a silly know, character. It's only stupid because we didn't have the backstory. Well, You see, if we had the backstory, his character, we would relate to it. You know, but because... The shows decided, not, and but, he came later. All, the game. all it takes is like one scene to really. to give him a bit of backstory, no, and then, dude, if you if you know about your because all I have to do is go to Infinity War. Mm -hmm. uh, you had you only saw Thanos in one scene in the previous Marvel movies, and already you're like, oh no, but you and he, he took him seriously. Quoting your quoting you, you said Inf um, Infinity War was a Thanos movie. Yeah, you know, so they gave. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. That's so yeah. they they needed like. He came in season middle of season five, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he just came up from nowhere with no backstory. So that's why a lot of his thing, because really, honestly, you know, I've read, if you read the books and you know about this guy, the things he has done, he has a horn in the books. He has a horn that can control dragons. His ship is called the Silencer because everybody who walks, you know the reason why he was able to free, um, the reason why Theon was able to free his sister? Is because his ship is called the Silencer. What he does is, if you walk in his ship, he cuts your tongue. That's why when Theon went to rescue her, it was so easy because the men couldn't shout. That's why uh, it was so right. easy. Yeah, that's why it was so easy. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, okay. yeah so, so if you learn his backstory, you see how much of a badass he is, then you can relate to his character. But because the show decided not to show us that, 
I think that's where most of yeah, that they is just coming left from. The, yeah. the, although it was a good fight and I liked that Jamie was the one to kill him. Yeah. I, it it kind of felt right. Yeah, I felt because he, I, cause of, he told him, I, you know, I slept with your sister yeah. and all, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I made a good point about that show. That scene, and I agree. In fact, when I watched it the first time, I, I caught it. But when I saw it again on YouTube, I was happy because somebody shared my sentiment. I felt that scene, they recorded more. And they just cut. They cut For a time, lot. Yeah. yeah, they cut a lot. That I think there was more of a conversation. I think so too. To that, that whole I slept your sister because they didn't even discuss the child. Whose child is it? Yeah, that, I, I, because when as soon as he said that, I thought, oh, he's gonna tell him no, it's his. Yeah. And, and but they didn't go on to they that. Each, Jamie just went crazy and yeah, attacked. I think him, they, so. I think they recorded it. And we're yeah, like, it's probably yeah. shot footage. 100%. Yeah. So we need to start wrapping up soon. Yes. So. The, these last two episodes have been, I think, have been really good. Yep, I agree. I, I honestly think they've been really good. I look, if you don't like it, that's your opinion. But for me to say that it's completely out of character for some of these people, I think, I, I don't know. I think you're crazy. Yep. I, I, I think, I honestly think, I don't know. You have probably haven't been paying attention exactly. to, to the whole season. Very true. Come at me if you want, but that's how I'm thinking. What are your predictions then for the next episode? Now, because honestly, this episode. It did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. I, it did kind of take me by surprise, not out of character, but I didn't think we were going to go that far yeah. in this. I thought they were going to save that for the last episode. I think so. It's interesting that they left that for the penultimate episode. So, what I my th- predictions are: Daenerys is full-on Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. She's a full-out tyrant, and Jon Snow is going to have to do something. Mm. I think that there's going to be some secret plot to overthrow the Mad Queen. I don't think it's going to be that secret. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be that secret. I think there's going to be another battle between the men of the North and um, the Unsullied. There's going to be a battle there because if you notice, it looks like there's a conflict brewing between Grey Grey Worm and Jon Snow. Yes. You see that look he gave him? Yes. I think they need to qualify that look. Something that was, they wouldn't just do that. Yeah, because Grey Worm is loyal to Daenerys no matter what. No matter what. Especially after, obviously, Missandei um, died. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to stick through her till he dies. Yeah. And Jon Snow can see that Daenerys is going down a dark place. He's, I think he's going to have to go to Sansa and be like, I was wrong. Yeah. I, no, gonna, I don't think he's going to go back. I well, th- no, no, but he will. it's going to kill him almost to tell her, Sansa, you were right. About this one. Because Sansa never trusted her. From the very beginning, but let Sansa me, didn't like Daenerys. Really? But, so, here's... Oh, this is a question of morality. Like, was she really evil? Was Daenerys? She, Daenerys, yeah. Is she really evil? Look at the big picture. No, I wouldn't say she's evil. But she's not doing the right thing. She's not going about it the right way yeah. to, to a certain extent. Um, Jon Snow has done a lot of questionable things too. Okay, think about it. You know the last season. But this is, is almost mass genocide. What she did. Yeah, it's mass, gen- but it's war. Jamie, remember when? But it could have been avoided. Yes, but at the same time, that, that this is what makes it so powerful. I think the que- the like you said, the question of morality. Yeah, you know Jamie Lannister, the woman that was brought before Cersei. Sorry, before Daenerys. This is the guy that killed your dad. Dad. Yeah. She put away her personal feelings. She said it like when I was young. All we were thinking about is what we would do to you if we ever found you. She put away her personal differences just to save the people. Now, if that isn't leadership, if that isn't the quality of a good leader, I don't know what it is. And Jamie made a a statement. She said, we were at war. 
if I could do it again, I would. And let's not be confused. We're at war. We're at war. You know, people die. People die. Yes, it could have been avoided, but what? It's called war. That's why it's war. And this is not the first time. Um, Rob, Rob Baratheon, the king, yeah. when he, this is in the books and the backstory, when he became king and they stormed um, King's Landing, they did the same thing. They killed, they raped, they killed a lot of civilians. They did all of that. That was how, um, that, was, that was where this person, Alamatel, that was where her kid died. And that was where the whole sand snake wanted, that's where he wanted revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy that got his head crushed? Yeah, yeah. He wanted revenge. It was because when they stormed, Rob Baratheon stormed the village, when the Mad King was shouting, burn them all. It was the whole thing. This has happened before. History repeats itself. History repeats itself. So I think she's a great leader. I don't agree with people saying she's not. But I do, th- I do think the go- the it's... The way I look at it, it's going to end up Jon Snow being on the Iron Throne. I think it, you may not want that, but I think that's where they're heading. It be, it's too easy. It's too predictable for Game of Thrones. Game but, of Thrones will not do it. Well, we'll see. But I think there will be a battle. Yeah, there'll definitely be one last battle. Jon Snow about to die, then this guy walks a dragon. Yeah. But the reason why I don't think he will walk the dragon is because, like I said, when we first started this episode, is Game of Thrones, they foreshadow every single thing mm. they're doing, especially now. So if maybe previous seasons, somebody had asked him, can you walk anything? He said, yeah, I can even walk a dragon. If he had said that maybe in season one, then I'd have been like, yeah, he's going to walk a dragon. That was what would save John. And the dragon is going to kill Daenerys. And that's how John. But um, I think at the end of the show, there will no longer be an Iron Throne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So I can see that. John something is going to happen he's not going to go back to Sansa because he feels Sansa betrayed him which she did he said yeah because all that needs to get wrapped up as well that that story needs to be finished yeah she betrayed him Mm. and I think he's going to go back to the north remember he told Tormon oh yeah yeah, Yeah. I wish I could go with you makes sense yeah and remember he sent his dire wolf there makes sense yeah so I think he's just going to say I don't want this why didn't he pet the wolf man CGI budget. I get it. Come on. Same thing as Come the elephants. On. Elephants. No. Same thing we didn't have elephants. It's a, well, you could have just gone over there and touched it. Come on. Maybe because they'll shake it. But also when they have they have a connection. So they don't have to come. These are dire wolves. It's just show us. It doesn't take it doesn't literally takes nothing. Just it's just <laughs> the it's so small, but it would mean so much. Just pet the damn dog. <laughs> you know how much that would cost? <laughs> what if as a producer they told you that scene? Will cost you a hundred thousand. No, it's not going to cost that. No, I don't. Uh, just pet the damn dog. CGI is expensive, though, and you know. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> but so that's what I think is going to happen. But I, I, I don't think it's going to end the way we think it's going to end. No, it's yeah. Well, John very on, much like this episode, exactly. I didn't think it would go this far. But with John here on we the are. throne, with John on the throne, I think Daenerys is going to die. She's because there's been a prophecy in the books. I don't know if they said it in the show. She's going to be betrayed by love, which has happened. And um, that would be, it'll have to be John then, wouldn't it? Yeah, it has to be John. But I just don't know how John is going to do it. I don't know. We will find out soon. We will find out. So that's it. That's we are now after nine years, eight seasons. Now we are one episode away. Sad man. And that is it. I'm it's, sad. It's going to be bittersweet. I'm sad. Yeah, it's I'm an mean, end of an era. Yeah, it's an I'm end miss- of an era. But uh, yeah. more. We'll talk about that more next week. 
You know, I feel a lot of these people who are complaining about Game of Thrones, give them one year. They watch the whole thing again. Then they'll realize. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it as well is that people are angry just because it's finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking it all out. Why is it I finishing? <laughs> Twitter, honestly, is hilarious at the minute. <laughs> I saw one person, oh, if they do this, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I was like, well, good, because it finishes after the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there is the films, the prequel the films. Pre- they're doing the, the, the prequel series. Series, and it's, it's, sta- series. it's kicking off next year. This is not Yeah, they're going to the production next year. But it's so not they start shooting next year. But it's not DB... It's not... Um, no, 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 it's D- not De- De- uh, Benioff and Weiss. Mm. They're, off, they're off in the galaxy far, far away. This is strange, I hope. I would imagine Benioff and Weiss would probably be as executive producers. They can't, they can't. No, but the thing is, executive producers is just something like somebody sends you an email and you go, yeah, that's good, do that. They just, uh, the ones that just gave you the money, but like I don't know. They, they but no, but the thing so is, focused. there's a di- in between. There's a difference in movies and TV. An mm. executive producer in TV, yeah, that's just, he's just there or she's just there to finance or keep the logistics going. In TV, an executive producer is a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that person's in charge of the show. Okay, story-wise, creative-wise. So that's what these guys are. Yeah, will they? It's like it's like. Um, uh, John Favreau on The Mandalorian. He's the show. Oh. He's the showrunner. He's not directing, but he's the writer and showrunner. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I want them to focus. But yeah, I think they Star are going to. I think they are going to focus on, yeah, on Star Wars. R. R. Martin is still involved. So who? Um, George R. R. Martin is still involved. So whoever they, yeah, they yeah. handed to, they still have the. Um, they still have the source man. The source man. Yeah. yeah. I even heard right from season six, R. R. Martin's told them what the end should be in case he dies. Mm-hmm. That they would still. Did you hear that rumor that uh, he's already finished book and seven and won't? Ha- and that apparently they made a deal with HBO that he won't publish it until after the show had finished. I heard the rumor. Did you see that? I heard the rumor, but I, I don't also know. Heard I don't know if it's true. It's not true. He's denied it. He's he's, no, he's, he's denied, denied it. it. He yeah. hasn't finished yeah. the books. Yeah, then. he's denied it. Yeah, right. He, okay. He, I, he I didn't. Like... I didn't see any statement from him, so that's why. I didn't. Oh yeah, he was like, I don't know why people would think that. Yeah. He does care. He's cut from the same cloth as um, George Lucas. They actually care about the story and they care about the fans. So they're not going to let corporations come in between that relationship. Mm. So he's like that. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's yeah. We'll talk more about it next week. We'll eulogize about what has been Game of Thrones and the part it has played for TV in, in, yeah, in to TV, TV. Uh, pop culture, exactly. Every, yeah, yeah, it, so, it's, yeah. You, you can't deny this has it, it's changed TV. It has. It's changed the media and how we consume it. It, it was. It was like the first. Uh, you had Breaking Bad before that, but this one was like the first epic scale. You can but shoot. You can shoot a TV show like a film. Like a film. Yeah. The, but, Cinematic. Yeah. You know c- the cinematography of cinema. Mm. These crazy white because yep. you know at TV it's always close up, close up, yes. close up, close up. Yes. This person's face, that person's. It's, mm-hmm. it's that's pretty much it. If there was no Game of Thrones, there probably wouldn't be any of these Marvel shows, like Daredevil, Daredevil and, and all. That. Although those are made for like peanuts compared to compared like, to yeah, yeah. But you know, now studios are no longer scared. No, of but yeah, they're, that they're, much. they're seeing. Uh, yeah. and if anything, it's this is the future. Yeah, this is the future of how we consume media. Yeah, like you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus looks insane that's yeah. going to have all sorts this is the future of how we consume media and cinema is going to be left for the big blockbusters yeah you know what they should have they should have a game of thrones on demand service on demand does that universe of game of thrones it should have its well, own on demand thing. well it's all on hbo hbo yeah. street because they've got their own they do streaming things so what you i mean can... is 
this is just a wish list. It's not going to happen, but they have their own. So every single episode, every single show has is part of the law. You know, so they could be a Jamie Lannister. You know, there are so many people. So you like like Star Wars are doing, just branching yeah, out. Just yeah. branching out a series about the person who trained this uh, well, person. Well, they all are. That. I mean, they're doing the prequels. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, it's, it's only just sort of finished. So give them time. I'm sure they'll... They'll, yeah. mil- they'll milk the franchise. They know that they'll know how popular this is. This is when you wish it was Disney because if it was Disney, I would, they would milk I would, their franchise. They would but, this milk. Is, but this is not <laughs> Disney material. It's not. No, I mean, if it was, Disney would milk every oh, drop. Yeah. Because, every because drop. Disney are smart. They know how to do it. Is it smartness? Disney is a business. It's a There's a business, business. but it, yeah. they're a smart business. And and what is a business supposed to do? It's supposed to earn money. Make money at the end of the day. At the end of the day. And they know how to earn money. Yeah. I mean, HBO, they respect the material too much. They would have... Put, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, more about this about next The red week. light's coming on. Yeah, so, we... so um, guys out there, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It was an hour long because we had to mash up two episodes together. We will be back next week with the finale of the series and with the end of Game of Thrones. We hope to see you there. And until then... Vala Mugoles. Yes, Vala Mugoles. I just have one thing today before we sign off. Guys, whether or not you like it or you don't like it, just be nice to each other. Have discussions on Twitter. Don't shout names and be abusive at anyone. Let's just talk about it yeah, as yeah. grown-ups yeah, and yeah. say, you didn't like that? Cool, I like that because of this reason. You didn't like that because of that reason. Everybody has different opinions. That's the, the amazing thing about cinema and art. Yeah, it's yeah. all subjective. Yeah, so yeah. be nice to each other, guys, and see you next week. Valamorgus. Vale